Alright, I literally just flew in from London, my arms are tired now, it's a terrible joke. Oh, they laughed, okay, good, thanks. We're off to a banner start. No, I did just fly in from London, so I might start zombifying it, even though I, I have... Uh, but, Salvador Dali said, A true artist is not one who is inspired, but one who inspires others. And I, <clears throat> of course, after one of the classes, I was walking back to my hotel through the streets of London, I was like crying, because it was so inspiring, and these people were so in it, and they're earnest, and they're failing, and succeeding, and trying their best, and I thought, well, that is the true hallmark of inspiration right there. And I think we just always have to keep remembering, you guys, that it's not really about having it all together, or having all the answers, or having it all figured out, or doing things perfectly, or becoming the huge success in the way that we think means success, or being a celebrity, or and all those things are fine. But to me, I find the most inspiring people are the people that are just in the daily grind of it, just trying to figure it out, and nobody has it figured out. And then I thought, <clears throat> Well, I had this experience because I saw the Tour de France in London, which was so weird. Because I was like, wait, where am I? But I was like, uh, I was like, right, uh, I had really, I had, I stood there for like two hours, and I experienced a waiting for the Tour de France, right? Which is literally like 30 seconds, and it's over. And I was like, what? For three hours? No, I think I was standing there for three hours. And of course, I experienced every... Uh, the permutation of weather in those three hours. It was sunny and 80 degrees, and it was freezing, and then it was raining, and then... Anyway, so when the, 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 the cyclists came by, there were like 200 in the first group, right? And everybody cheered, and I mean, it was, it was really, uh, really quite crowded, and just hearing all those people cheer gave me goosebumps. It was really quite extraordinary in the brief... Talk about just the moment, right? And then, like a minute and a half later, another cyclist came by, which in, you know, biking terms, that's a long time, a minute and a half from the lead pack. Though th that person got cheered, and then again, maybe another minute after that, another one came by. And those people got cheered as extraordinarily and as loudly as the first winning group. And I thought right there, that is testament to inspiration, is that people that are actually in the race that are doing it, are really giving back to us the ability to be inspired by, oh, that's, that's the thing of, about life. Just staying in the game, just keep pedaling. That's really it. And I thought, we don't really remember the winner. I mean, it, it's not really about that. It's about participation. So I just came away from my trip there just remembering, you know, you guys, you're inspiring people by being in it. You're not inspiring people by coming across better or more perfect or having it all figured out or you just inspire people by showing up and working your stuff out. And when you do that bravely and you do it honestly and you do it with conviction and you do it with intention, what more could there be? Just small steps, people. Just small steps. So keep pedaling. On the plane coming back here, I, I made friends with this woman. She works for the Tennis Channel, and uh, she's a producer. And we were talking because I love tennis. I went to Wimbledon. And I don't, yeah. Um, and she's like, oh my god, you know a lot about tennis. And we were talking, and I don't know why. See, classic example. 
And I'm a, here I'm a preacher teacher about being and feeling. And I don't, this sounds so crazy. I started telling her about, I asked her who her favorite male tennis player was. And it's Roger Federer. Roger Federer is my favorite. And like he lost and it was so moving. And then it, the, his whole thing about losing was he said, you know, it hurt for a minute. But he said, then he looked up in the stands and he saw his two kids and his wife. And he said that made all the pain go away. And I, I was telling her that, well, she knew that. I started to cry, and then I stopped crying because we hadn't even taken off yet. And I was like, oh my God, can I cry over tennis? And she's gonna think I'm a crazy person. So I stopped. And then, you know, by the end of the flight, I mean, like, anyway, the interesting thing is always, always, as you hear me say over and over again, life is asking us to step into vulnerability, which is actually power, empowerment. It's empowering. You feel and you give somebody else the permission to share the sacred space of feeling with another, but then we don't want to do it because we're scared the other person is going to judge us for feeling that which we are. You got to do it. Even with people that we know or in this a space of acting which is so safe in a way, we, for whatever reason, we shut it down. So we just got to keep trying to do it more and the more we try to shut it down, the more we have awareness, oh, I'm trying to shut it down. How do we keep breathing and being more available to it? Let's not make it out of